0: Welcome to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil & Lube News. I'm your host, Associate Editor Hannah Bubser. Today we're talking data. Specifically, we've got a conversation with Rob Meng, founder and CEO of Faster Lines. You'll hear more about it from Rob in the interview, but Faster Lines uses data about line management to identify opportunities. Faster Lines offers solutions across multiple industries, including QuickLube. well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm excited to chat with you a little bit more um, about Faster Lines and your perspective. So can we start our conversation today with just giving some background about Faster Lines? How does it work? Um, How'd you come up with the idea and what industries are you guys in right now?
1: You bet. Thank you so much. Um, So we've been doing this for 14 years, which seems like forever. Um, We came up with this solution mainly for the car wash industry. When we started, uh, we identified a challenge where cars were not moving into the car wash tunnel um, and that nobody was really measuring that. Uh, We worked with our oldest and and, um, longest partner, uh, Auto Bell Car Wash, uh, who's still a client today, 14 years later. And we started measuring when there was delays in line, um, telling people about it on the site and in management. And by doing that, we helped reduce delays and uh, overcome those delays, serve customers better and faster, and also help the client make more money. So we've been doing that now for 14 years. We moved from car wash into drive through and fast casual um, restaurants. And then we've also been serving the oil change market now for five years. And identifying similar challenges to the oil change market that we found at Car Wash, uh, which is delays in service, uh, lines waiting for service, not moving, um, helping people identify uh, those things and the, uh, the positive outcome that comes after the fact.
0: There's an argument to be made that customers in the quick loop industry, and also just kind of in in other industries that I'm sure you've worked with as well, is they can lose patience with lines and there's a potential for loss of service there for a shop. So what about the perspective of the customer in this? How can using and and implementing this kind of data help shops with their customer base and retaining those customers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So first of all, customers don't mind waiting for great service when they have the right expectation. So if they know that uh, I pull up to my normal oil change place and it normally takes 30 minutes, they don't mind waiting 30 minutes. But if they pull up and there's a line and they have to wait two hours, that's when you start to miss expectation. Um, So And and so what we do is we help figure out what are the goals? What are the service times? How long should it take? are, are we looking at two bays? Are we looking at three bays? And then we start to look at the line forming behind those bays. And one, we want to identify how long is service taking in the bay, but also how long are customers having to wait outside of the bay and how much opportunity are we losing because customers are waiting too long and possibly leaving. The other thing that we really focus on and that we really make a huge impact on is when are only two of the three bays operating and when all three should be because we're busy enough. But nobody thought we were going to be that busy today, and so we didn't, you know, maybe staff for the entire team or for a full, you know, uh, work hour of execution. And so those are the things that we're really focused on: is when is is the line not moving as we expect? How when are customers waiting longer than they expect, Um, and when are we not fully utilizing our schedule to make sure that we're staffing for the busiest times?
0: Yeah, the idea of setting expectations is super important in that as well. I'm glad you brought that up of just knowing when customers are, how long they're expecting to wait, being able to adjust to that and to make sure that you're offering that to customers, I think is just a huge component of the quick loop space as well. And it it also brings up the idea of efficiency, which is a pretty common key performance indicator for quick loops and I'm wondering if this this will kind of tie into what we were just talking about there but how can the practice of using this kind of data really help shops track their efficiencies and maybe even help them determine something like a a regular wait duration for customers to be able to expect so that they know when they're when they're coming into it kind of like what you were talking about in the last answer there.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, thanks. Um I was lucky enough that I actually worked for a, a quick lube um, organization when I was going through college uh, for several years. Um, it's a big organization with a J at the beginning of their name. And um, I, I know what it's like to be busy uh, at an oil change at a quick lube. And um, I also know all those fun things that the team does to like not start the timer at a certain time and wait until you get you know, the, the, maybe the windshield wash before you, you start the timer, or maybe you have the entire oil change done before you start the timer. So um, I I have experience in, in those areas. What we do is we try to automate the process so that we know exactly how long the bays are being used, how long the customer is waiting, how long the customer is waiting outside for a bay. Um, and those are really critical data points so that, just like you were saying, so that not only can the operator know Um, Not only so that you have those training and staffing and scheduling opportunities, but so your team can actually correctly communicate with those people that are waiting. That sales role of being able to walk out and interface with the person who is there to have service, it's critical that you can be honest with them, that you can tell them what the expectation is for time and how long they're going to be waiting and when you have that data, you know what your you, what your expectations are in the bay. And that if those expectations are being met, then it's a lot easier for you to communicate honestly with the with the client. And that's what they want. The customer wants to know: I need service. How long am I going to be waiting? Just give me a real expectation, um, and then meet that that expectation that you set.
0: You mentioned your experience working in the quick loop space, and I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you about that as well. Are there any other components of that work that you performed um, in the quick loop industry that you take into this work with faster lines? Anything that you've learned or you think that translates over really well to the services you're providing?
1: Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I think that uh, starting your career in the quick loop space is a fantastic opportunity. Um, again, I was doing it while I was going to college, but it was still a full time job and I was doing college on the side. Um, I learned so many different things that directly uh, contributed to faster lines of what we're doing today. Process, very clear process, knowing exactly what you're doing for each car, knowing how the team is coming together and executing on those processes, and that those processes have to be filled and executed each and every time, exactly which member the team is executing on those processes and how, um, what the time frame is, and being a speed and, and service-oriented organization, um, all of those things got into my DNA and absolutely contributed to what we're doing at Faster Lines every day. Um, oil change and quick know exactly what they're doing, what, they, what they're trying to execute on. And what we're trying to do is just give them eyes in the back of their head so that they can see when their expectations are being met, when ex- when when you need to communicate more with your team about expectations. Um, and then again, cross-referencing that communication back out to the customer so they know exactly what's going to happen and, and what their expectations are so that you can meet those expectations and have a satisfied, happy customer. Uh, the The biggest part, though, is I've worked Saturdays where the line was you know, out to the street, and we didn't have a full team there to execute on, right. We had one of our bays that wasn't even being used, or we might be moving cars in, but then the the team was having to bump from one car to another instead of having the full team there to execute on all three um, bays. And there's nothing more frustrating than knowing that you have customers, knowing that they want service and knowing that you're probably not going to meet their time expectation because you don't have the team you need to go execute on that. And so that's what we don't want. We want, we want to give operators the, the chance to know, hey, we're busy. We're way busier on a Thursday than we expected. We're way busier every Thursday than we expected. And let's make sure that we're staffing for that busy time so we can meet those customer demands, serve those additional cars, gain that extra revenue, but also have that additional customer satisfaction.
0: So even just what you were saying there about things like recognizing staffing needs um, and an operator being able to look at that at a high level, I just think shows the importance of the the power of some of this data. And I want to ask you about actionable data and why that is important, um, especially in the work that Faster Lines is doing, how that translates over to the industries that you've worked in why is, is having that actionable data accessible to operators important for this kind of work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So whether you're a car wash, whether you are uh, an oil a quick lube oil change, automotive service, um, or you're a drive through or, or or fast casual restaurant, our data point of speed of service and delay transfers directly into operators being able to go back and look at their video systems. Almost everyone has video cameras now all over the place covering their business. The challenge is when do I spend the time to go watch that video? When does it make sense? When do do I use that video as an operational tool? And our data point is perfect for telling people when there was a challenge, when expectations weren't being met, and when they should go back and look at their video and see what was happening did i have staff out of place is this a training opportunity did i not have enough staff there for the for the business opportunity that we had at that time is this something that's a one time thing that i need to fix is this a repeating thing that happens every day or every week all of those things can really be highlighted by our data and then pushing our the operator back into their video system that they've already have they already paid for it let's just make it more of an operational tool so that they can pinpoint, hey, this is 15 minutes of video that I should watch because something was not going right at my store and I can figure out what it was and fix it and remediate it.
0: So I think having that data can offer a really good overview of where shops are at and what they need to be addressing or what they're doing well. And looking forward, do you see having this kind of data available to Quick QuickLubes as becoming even more crucial to how shops perform into the future?
1: Yeah, I really do, That it, it, and that's self-serving, but we've just seen it over and over again with our clients. Um, over and over again, the data is not just for right now and real time. The data becomes really valuable historically where you can go back and see. Um, today, an operator kind of only knows what business they did. They don't always know what business they could have done. And we've seen that in all of the industries that we're in, that people are making staffing decisions, scheduling decisions, and training decisions based on the tickets that were actually executed or the business that was actually done. But that's only part of the story. The real story is how big was the line outside that could have been done? How much more business could we have done at that time if we would have had a full staff, if we had scheduled things, if we did job function splitting and maybe had four people doing what three people were doing? Um, if we don't have that data of what the opportunity missed was, which is what our delay metric will tell you, then we repeat history over and over again. We keep staffing the same way. We keep training the same way. We keep, keep scheduling the same way. And we keep missing that opportunity um, to the street, right? Customers pull up, they sit in line for a couple of minutes, and they go, mm, this isn't going to work for me. I'm going to leave, those opportunity losses, those are the things that we identify and those are the things that that make an impact over time so that they can execute fully, staff fully, train fully, and get the benefit of that of those additional customers.
0: And we've talked about some of the Points and, and areas that this data can help track, you know, from staffing opportunities to the missed revenue opportunities, we, as we were just talking about. Um, is there a potential here for even greater problem solving beyond? Um, Some of the the topic points that we've addressed so far, is there a way for data from something like Faster Lines to be implemented in different ways across shops to increase efficiencies or in any other ways for shop operations?
1: Yeah, so we actually have a quality process tool that we use um, when we're verifying our data. We think that that's another thing that that our clients are going to be interested in, and it's an ability for them to go back and look and see what their processes were, and were they following their own processes? So matching up the delay metric with their internal quality processes and be able to measure both at the same time and see when there was misses against their expectations or against their procedures. So that's another tool that we know is going to make an impact, not just the delay, but also this idea of Quality process? Did we follow our procedures, matching that up with the video and making sure that we executed against what our plan was uh, every time?
0: So, with a lot of emerging technology in the uh, aftermarket service space, you know, electric vehicles, um, more computerized vehicles, everything that goes into that. Um, do you see a potential here for shops maybe being able to track opportunities for offering those kind of services? Um, There's, you know, there's a potential for QuickLubes to diversify some of the services that they're offering with some of these new technologies that are coming in. Do you see that data translating to be able to track some of these areas that shops could be offering for cars? And yeah,
1: prices. yeah, absolutely. No, I think that there is a huge opportunity for these data points to um, inform not just on current standards and current things that they're doing, but also on um, additional opportunities in the store itself and being able to um, find those places where we're missing um, direct opportunities with the client to expand um, both our offerings. You know, uh, maybe not not automatic transmission fluid flushes anymore. Maybe we're going to, uh, you know, something like uh, battery testing and and um, verifying that your battery is you know in, in good health. So I think all of those are are great future opportunities. and I think the data is going to push us toward where we can afford to spend that additional time with our customers um, to meet their needs. Uh, and so, but if you don't have the data and you don't have good visibility on executing against your expectations, I think it becomes really difficult as you try to either improve or find new places to do additional business. If you don't know what your time standards are, it's really difficult to add those additional things. Um, you're kind of flying blind, and that's our goal. Um, the last thing that I'll mention really quick is there's there's a lot of talk of AI. There's a lot of talk of technology. Um, we've been doing this quite a while. We use those high end technologies, but we do it as data as a service, and so we do that without your without the client ever having to lift a finger. We implement, we collect the data. We package it it so that it's easy to operationalize. Um, And that's really important. It's really difficult today when when we have these high-tech systems and they're just dropped off at the door and they go, okay, well, this system's neat. Good luck. Have have fun implementing it. (laughs) And nobody's there to actually execute on it. Nobody's there to actually create it um there's not a lot of you know small businesses uh, quickloops or or any of our clients that have a whole lot of extra time to execute on some of these new technologies and that's what our teams there for is to actually execute for them get it working get it collecting the data and help them use that data correctly
0: and what are some of your goals for faster lines in the quickloop space specifically what kind of opportunities do you think are there
1: yeah, so we're already talking to several operators uh, across the country and implementing this solution for them. We're finding um, service time standards to be um, anecdotal. So a lot of our a lot of our clients when we start with them, they think they have a specific service time. We're trying to execute in fifteen minutes. We're trying to execute in twenty minutes. Um, but until you start to really measure every car every time and measure the line behind it to see what the opportunity was, it's really hard to get into that quality process method of looking at and making adjustments and knowing that when these adjustments are made, are they, are they actually moving us forward? Are they moving us sideways? Or are they moving us backwards? Uh, we have a fantastic client who, who talked about whack a malt but <laughs> there's a lot of playing whack-a-mole if you don't have data. You're trying to hit this and, the, and it's popping up over there. Um, what we're trying to do is we're trying to give true visibility, give real data so that you have really good informed um, data points when you make these adjustments and, and you can really see what the impact is on service, on time, and on the delay uh, outside, the wait outside.
0: I like that whack-a-mole visual. I can I can see that in my in my head. Um, yeah. if businesses are interested in learning more about faster lines, where can they go to get more information? Where could a shop owner look to get more information about how they can implement faster lines into their operations?
1: Absolutely. It's really easy. We we we're lucky we have fasterlines.com, so it goes right along <laughs> with their business name. Um so they can go to fasterlines.com. They can see some of the, our data metrics there. They can also do um, a, a calculator to see what the return on investment is. We have yet to have a client that we have worked with, um, first of all, that cancel service with us. And second of all, um, that doesn't get at least a 12 times return on investment for our solution. Um, And we love doing proof of concepts. We love coming out and showing how our data impacts an organization. So start a conversation with us and and let's dig in uh, at fasterlines.com.
0: Thanks for listening to the nolan podcast from national oil and lube news for more content visit our website at nolan.net or follow us on social media just search for national oil and lube news if you enjoyed today's episode make sure that you never miss another subscribe to the nolan podcast wherever you listen i'm associate editor hannah bubser and i'll talk to you more next time